Hello everybody and welcome to A Wild Camper's Diary. My name is Ben and the aim of this podcast is for me to offer you my thoughts on the world of wild camping, reflections and insights on my own experiences and hopefully some inspiration along the way. So, welcome to episode seven, can't quite believe it, (laughs) seven episodes, Uh, and I've decided to call this one When I Camped in Africa. So I want to take you back to the year 1994, so what's that, 28 years ago, and it was a a bit of a difficult year for me, Um, the main reason being that my dad passed away in 1994. And I was 20 years old at the time, so not that old to experience something like that. And I just wanted to travel. I had a uh, just a a feeling that I wanted just to, you know, go get away, do something a bit different. And I'd always had this kind of dream of heading off to Africa since I was a young boy. I'd seen documentaries on TV and so on and, you know, programs about safaris and, you know, all the usual stuff. And it really intrigued me and it was something I really wanted to go and do. And I had this opportunity. Um, I was sort of in between kind of college and, I guess, diving into the world of work. and 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 I just wanted to you know, grab the ball by the horns. So I um, spent some time um, working and kind of getting the money together and uh, doing all the preparation that you have to do when you go off on these ventures. Um, One of the things I had to do was to get all my vaccinations. So that took a bit of time. So I was going back and forth to the the GP, um, getting vaccinations for yellow fever and all sorts of weird and wonderful diseases that... I could potentially be exposed to. Um, collected my malaria tablets, got everything sorted, passport ready, and I was off. And I headed off on, I think it was Christmas Eve. It was an interesting time to fly. Christmas Eve, 1994. And I wasn't flying uh, directly um, to my destination, which was Kenya. Uh, we had to go via France, um, pick a few people up, and then we had to go on to Sudan, to Khartoum in Sudan. And I didn't know anyone when I went. It was one of these um, kind of expedition things you sign up for, you send off the money, you turn up at the airport with your rucksack, and you meet the people that you're going to travel with. And up to this point, I had never flown in an aeroplane. So it was my first, I think it was my first time of flying in an aeroplane abroad. I'd I'd gone abroad before, but I think on coach trips to France as a teenager and stuff like that. So this was my first time on a a big aeroplane. So it was all rather exciting. So, um, yeah, we headed off and um, there were a couple of Brits, there were um, some Australians, um, Irish, German. There was a a real mix of of people, which was excellent. And we had delays. That's it. I remember there was fog, terrible fog in in London. And so we we didn't we had to wait a day to leave and got put up in a hotel. Uh, Eventually we got going. And I think Christmas Day, I was um, in the air somewhere above Northern Africa. And we, we landed uh, finally um, 
in uh, Kenya, uh, Nairobi, I think it was. Um, and then we were bundled into um, a kind of converted uh, army truck and huge, huge vehicle, uh, which was the thing that we, we would eventually be traveling in. And we headed off to um, our destination, which was Mombasa. And we arrived in Mombasa very late at night, I remember, and it was hot and it was just a, a real assault on the senses, you know, like nothing I'd ever experienced and um, just the sounds and the smells and the temperature and, and all of that. And I just remember after 27 hours of traveling and delays collapsing into a tent that had been put up for me um, on the beach uh, of Mombasa, um, Indian Ocean, and just collapsing and falling asleep and then waking up the next morning, which I think was Boxing Day, um, and opening my tent and seeing this incredible white sand and palm trees and just this blue crystal blue ocean kind of lapping the shore it was it was amazing I still I still remember it um, and then I spent the next six weeks um, traveling around East Africa so we kind of went in a circle from uh, Kenya we spent some time in Kenya and we traveled up through Kenya um, where did we go after that we went across to uh, Uganda uh, we then went over to Zaire, which doesn't exist anymore. It's now the DRC, uh, Democratic Republic of the Congo. But we went to Zaire. We were due to go to Rwanda, but, but those of you that know your history will know that Rwanda was experiencing um, a, a, a terrible civil war at the time. And there was um, what we later discovered to be genocide occurring. And it was very dangerous for anyone to travel. So we didn't go there and um, we missed that out and we went to Tanzania and then I finished off going to Zanzibar. Um, the trip finished in, in mainland Tanzania in Dar es Salaam um, and then I went with a with a friend, um, an Irish guy and we headed over to Zanzibar and spent some time in, in Zanzibar before heading home and the entire time I'd say 90% of accommodation on that trip uh, was camping. It was wild camping, but I didn't call it wild camping. Um, I didn't even know what wild camping was. It was just, uh, this is what we're doing. You know, we're flying to East Africa and we're going to be going on this big overland expedition and we're going to be sleeping in tents. So the majority of the time we were in tents. Um, I think out of our group, there was about 12 of us in the group and each night uh, a couple of us would sleep on the on the truck um, to kind of protect uh, our belongings and kind of just for security purposes. Um, but the majority of the time we, we were in the tents uh, and, you just, and you just kind of got used to it, sleeping in a tent every night. Um, so there was no... Um, you know, worrying about being moved on, <laughs> like like we we talk about here in the UK. Uh, but we just we just slept in our tents, um, and that was interesting. You know, being in the middle of nowhere, um, out in the bush. Um, you know, we had to have have all our water in kind of huge um, jerry cans on the on the truck, and often we would most nights we would cook over an unopened fire. I think every night we did that actually. And we had a guide with us. We had a guy called Saeed. He was this really lovely um, Kenyan man and he traveled with us and he was our kind of like our fixer, I suppose, and translator and, you know, got everything sorted for us. I remember once where he, he, he killed a chicken in front of me, which slightly threw me because uh, I hadn't seen anything like that. And then we ate it for dinner that night. 
Um, and, you know, we, we got to see some incredible stuff. You know, I got into what I call real Africa, away from the tourist spots, the hot spots, and into proper rural East Africa. And, you know, we got to meet some really interesting people and see things that you would, you would never imagine seeing. Um, so it was a very different experience to, to what I was used to um, in England. One of the key things was that uh, 28 years ago, so 1994 going into 1995, um, there was no internet or if there was, it wasn't accessible to, you know, Joe public. And I didn't have a phone. Hardly anyone I knew had a phone. I think they were just starting to come out. They were just available, but they were quite expensive. So, yeah, no one had a phone in my party at all. Um, I don't even remember having an email address. I certainly didn't go to an internet cafe or, or anywhere, not that there would have been one in, in the jungles of East Africa. Um, so I spent the entire six weeks with no contact with anyone from home, no friends, no family, my mother, no one. Um, we didn't even really have access to phones or anything. So it was a case of um, just just sending out the postcards uh, real old school, you know, when we got to places where we could post off um, postcards and that was it. And I didn't I, I didn't see my, my mother for six or seven weeks and, until I got home and I and I rocked up back in Surrey um, looking like an absolute wreck, but very happy. Um, yeah, I, I'm. there were uh, potential dangers along the way. So one of the one of the things we had to be really careful of was malaria, because I remember there were some parts of um, the region that we were traveling in where malaria was really prevalent. And I found out afterwards that the the Australian guy that led our group uh, went down with a with a really bad um, a dose of malaria just after we left. I was told when I was there that if we weren't careful that and we weren't taking our malaria medication, there was a strain of malaria that could kill you within 24 hours. So you had to be pretty careful. You had to take um, you had to take your medication, which had potentially pretty bad side effects. So you had to kind of make that call: should I take the medication? risk the side effects or should I risk a, a strain of malaria that could kill me within 24 hours so I took the medication I was generally okay with that I didn't have any side effects on what I can remember and I didn't get malaria so there we go lesson learned um, one of the other dangers that we had to be um, mindful of was water um, so we had to make sure that we weren't um, just drinking water from anywhere because uh, we as as westerners as europeans our, our digestive system our stomachs just weren't used to that um after a while you become a bit more relaxed to it so i remember we went to a guest house or a little restaurant or something and i had some salad which i was told you shouldn't you shouldn't have because they wash the the salad in the in the local water and i ended up getting very ill so for about a week or two of the six weeks I was there, I was extremely ill. I had a fever and um, yeah, I won't go into all the grisly details, but I remember being hauled up in the truck, feeling absolutely terrible, awful, awful. Eventually it went, but and I, and I had to get tested when I got back to the UK in one of those tropical disease places and I was fine. But it's not nice at the time when you're, when you're in the middle of nowhere. And I remember we were hiking up into the into the mountains of Zaire and I because we I forgot to mention that the, the key purpose of this trip was to go and see uh, the endangered mountain gorillas 
in uh, Virunga National Park in Zaire, uh, which is a park that kind of covers kind of Uganda and a bit of Rwanda and Zaire. And I, I remember at the time thinking, I don't care how ill I get, I have to see these gorillas. You know, this is a once in a lifetime experience. So I remember just hiking up into the hills two and a half hours, just feeling like death. Um, and I remember thinking that if anything happens to me, you know, I, I could potentially die out here and I wouldn't be able to get to a hospital. The truck is two and a half, three hours away. To my knowledge, there were no satellite phones or anything like that. So it was a real kind of, yeah, I am truly in the middle of nowhere. No mobile, no sat phone, no way of getting to a hospital. I feel like death, but I have to see these gorillas. And it was an incredible experience. I, I remember, uh, you know, we got taken in into the mountains and we and we we spent quite a lot of time kind of kind of tracking this family of gorillas and then eventually we found them and it was just absolutely awesome and I've never experienced anything else that I can even compare it to nothing and I still hang on to that memory to this day it was just the most amazing thing being you know in their natural habitat actually sat next to them with them looking at you in, in you know eye to eye and this kind of connection thing and and just awesome i can't even begin to describe it unless you're there you know um so kind of sticking with animals and dangers we had to be you know we were camping in the wild we were we were camping in um places like the serengeti and the ngorogoro crater in tanzania which have very large concentrations of wildlife you know there there were packs of hyenas around there were there were prides of, of lions um and you had to be careful you kind of got used to it but you could hear the animals you could hear them in the distance and i remember we were told that you know when you go into your tent at night you know you must not take any food into your tent you know you must brush your teeth you know they were saying if you don't brush your teeth you know you could wake up with a mouthful of ants um you know there were stories of uh, campers that had been pulled out of their tent by hyenas and I won't go into any further detail, but you can imagine, um, because they they're sca they're scavengers and they can smell the food. Um, with uh, with lions, they don't really like. Um, I was told they don't really like the sound of human voices. Um, so if you don't kind of bother them, they don't really tend to bother you. But obviously, you have to be careful. But I remember we camped in this one place, and um, our guide Saeed said said, "Oh yeah, yeah, there was um, a pride of lions just laying here by the tree." um last week when we were here so you know it was real stuff you know these these animals were 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 about i remember getting very very close to um uh, rhinos um and um hippos i remember getting out of my truck to go and take a photo with my disposable camera of some hippos a few of us got very excited overexcited and we went right up to the edge of this river to take photos and it was a stupid thing to do and we got absolutely yeah really told off for that um yeah the, the guy went nuts at us the the leader of the group and said that you know they are the most dangerous beast in africa and they will take you out and then they will run and they will kill you so we really took a risk there <laughs> lesson learned lesson learned um it was a great time um it was you know you forgot everything it was so enlightening it was 
oh, the weather was like nothing else. Heat, like I've never experienced. It was gritty, dirty stuff. Um, I, I remember kind of joking with the other the other campers, the other people I was traveling with, is whether us kind of um white europeans whether it was a whether it was dirt or whether it was a tan because we hadn't washed for so long so i think you'd probably get you probably got a shower once a week or every two weeks or something crazy um so yeah it, it was an amazing amazing experience uh, my my wild camping experience in africa not that i knew it was wild camping um and i'll never forget it you know i'm it's 28 years on and I still talk about it as if it was yesterday. You can hear it in my voice. I still have very vivid memories of it. And it really impacted me. And so, you know, would, would I do it again? Yeah, I, I, I probably would. You know, life has changed now. You know, I have family. I have different commitments. But I would advise anyone thinking about doing something like that just, just to absolutely go for it, especially if you don't have any commitments in your life, I, I, I think, you know, life is too short. And I think it is all about seizing these opportunities, e even if it's in this country, you know, like going and, I don't know, volunteering in the mountains of Scotland or something, you know, just just do it. You know, you're never going to ha have a chance potentially uh, to do something like that again. And as you do it, you know, you are creating adventure for yourself and you're creating an experience that hopefully will stay with you for all the right reasons and and, and, will, and will create you know amazing memories um, that you can hang on to and you can share with other people so there we are when i camped in africa thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this episode it's most appreciated having you along and i shall see you again for another episode of a wild camper's diary <laughs>